Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode, amazing episode today. I, I promise I won't keep you guys long. I pray that you guys had a productive weekend during the week, and I pray that you guys continue to press on no matter what the circumstance it is. Um, again, the month of May, and I'm going to just do it all year round, is um, Mental Health Awareness Month. And I pray that anyone that may be dealing with issues in life, anyone that may be dealing with stuff and may be seeming like it's going out of control and you don't know what to, who to turn to, definitely seek help from a, um, a professional um, person or either your pastor or someone that you can trust. You know, we're not meant to be alone. We're not meant to suffer alone. We're not meant to suffer at all. So whatever rooted issues that you may be dealing with, I pray that you find the cause and dig that root up, baby. Dig that root up because it's meant for us to live in peaceful, joyful, and in harmony. Because a lot of times we give our peace away. A lot of times we get our happiness away and so forth and so forth. So moving along, guys, Um, before we jump in our topics, I have a few I usually don't do the news. Um, I want to say that for the morning talk, when we start doing the morning talks Monday through Friday, it's going to be probably an hour, half long. Um, We'll see how that goes. So if you already haven't heard, you probably did. Rapper Young Thug and Ghana charged with racketeering. And not only that, they threw the Rico Rico at them too. So basically, when it comes to the Rico, if those charges, none of those other charges stick, they're going to make sure the Rico charge stick majority of the time. So, Atlanta, um, uh, Atlanta rapper Young Thug co-founded a violent street, allegedly, that's they saying it, a street gang that committed multiple murders, shootings, and carjackings over roughly a decade and promoted its activities in songs and on social media. Prosecutors alleged in a Sproul in- indictment that charges him, rapper Ghana, and 26 others for racketeering. The 88-page indictment filed Monday in Georgia's Fountain, Fountain County quotes lyrics from multiple music videos and as evidence and evidence alleging gang members of committing violent crimes to collect money for the gang, promoting uh, repetition, enhanced its powers and territory. Um, it's, it does not matter what your what your notary is. What what's your famous? If you come to Fountain County, Georgia, and you commit crimes, you are going to become a target and a focus focus for this district attorney. So, bottom line is, allegedly, um, they also got allegedly, and maybe you know, I saw it on hip hop hip hop news and source saying that allegedly, Young Thug gave the okay. He didn't pay anyone the okay for someone to do something to um NYC Lucy. Who's locked up also for, I believe, murder and some other other charges. Um, so, and allegedly, it has something to do with the murder of his uh, son's mother a couple months ago. So, definitely, I hope this is not true. Uh, one thing we got to remember when you're when you're moving up, you got to leave that street life alone. You got to conduct yourself in a mannerism that it does not cause you your freedom. Should I say your freedom? Yeah, your freedom, your peace. Um, I was just telling my son today. Um, he was like, you know, he was talking about one how one of his friends is gonna go off in college and he don't hang with them no more, or you know, or certain things he he do. I like, I say he has every right to. I said because he has to hang, he has to hang out with the people where he's going. He don't have time for all that laziness and you know fighting, arguing, and people trying to take stuff for other people. He's doing the right thing, and don't you dare get mad with him. Cause that's you're not supposed to stay where you're at. You're supposed to move on, and and, and along the way, people will drop off. They're gonna drop off. 
come on guys it's gonna cost you your freedom and most of all they're gonna pay a hefty price like when i say price money wise dollar sign to get them to get them out of there and once they get out of there they're still gonna try to paste that rico charge on them that's one thing they do and I, that should just still be against the law phone of rico because you know they probably gonna beat all those charges because they didn't they allegedly you know they say allegedly i don't know what type of documents or um other stuff in addition to specific charges indictment includes a wide range listed in 181 acts uh, prosecutors say we were committed starting in 2013 as part of alleged rico conspiracy to further the gang's interest somebody stitched that's why we're gonna say uh, on, i really don't want to talk about this it's been two incidents a mother took her children's life so lexington a mother accused of killing her two children on rogers road please not guilty so if you have not heard you can google it's not fake news so when you're looking for news in other state you can't just google mother kills children you have to actually google the state that it happens in and then it'll bring uh, pop up on it uh, woman charged with the murders of her two children has plead not guilty the judge entered a not guilty plea on 43 year old nikki james behalf during her arrangement on tuesday there will be no bond and she is currently being held in the uh, Faketon County Detention Center. James was booked on Monday, one week after she allegedly killed her two children, 13-year-old Dion and 5-year-old Skylar Williams, at an apartment on Rogers Road. According to her arrest citation, James was covered in blood when officers made contact with her outside her home that night. The citation states that she told witnesses she killed her children. Since the murders were learned, police were called to her home one day prior for a welfare check. According to the public records obtained by Lexington AT, someone from the address called dispatchers at 8, 8.38, 8.33 a.m. and said that the complex has been stalking her. Someone in the complex has been stalking her and hacking into her phone. Wow. One police unit showed up at 9.46 a.m., stayed for around 10 minutes, and then left. Another call came in at 8.28 p.m. from someone requesting a welfare check at the address because someone at the address said she was in a cult and was in fear of her life. Dispatchers note said that caller mentioned the subject was at the address with her two children. Two units went to the apartment for the call and arrived at 8.48 p.m. and stayed for about an hour and left. Due to the ongoing nature of this case, police were not able to share details about what happened, why they left. Mm. So many questions. So moving along, the apartment complex that she was in, I believe it was a housing complex. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. Uh, we also learned that James, was who was renting an apartment on Rogers Road, was told that her lease would be not renewed at the end of this month, and some believe she felt trapped and option uh, out of options. Um, so basically, uh, the other news says she was being evicted. They were saying, I think they changed her story or whatsoever. I don't know what it is, but it does not give her the right to harm those children. And I understand how she felt. It felt like the doors and the walls was closing in on her, if that was the case. But they were saying that she was calling the police officer, saying that people were stalking her and so forth like that. Um, I don't know if she had any any um, issue with mental health is, um, issues or whatsoever. Um, it didn't say. Um, another sad story. Uh, mother admits killing three kids in California home, home with the help of her teen son. Yep. Um, I'm just read a short article because I don't want to keep reading anything negative um, about you know stuff like this. So basically, what happened was um, oh, I lost the article, guys. They were trying to get me to subscribe. 
So, so may, long story short, the uh, the late same thing with the lady. They heard the lady yelling and arguing. Like maybe, um, maybe like a day before, they said she went outside to light a candle, some candles, and she had her Bible. She said that her family was taking advantage of her and they was using her and so forth. And long story short, when the police went there. They're not saying that they found the bodies before they took her to the hospital and then arrested her or after they took her to the hospital and then arrested her. So it's some kind of, they're trying to, people, I don't know if they're trying to cover their story so that the department does not get sued or I don't know what's going on. But she heard with the, with the help of her 16-year-old son who went and got help the next day and told what had happened, they called the police. And it's un, it's uncommon that uh, a, a parent will, a sibling will inter, um, help a parent murder their siblings that's crazy is is a lot of stuff going on in the world and it's, it's it's natural it's supernatural it's supernatural we already know what it is so guys um move it along before i don't drop my ipad don't drop the ipad so the topic of today is young and clueless i was gonna name it young and dumb but i said no let me remove the dumb because i when we're young at, and, and and as arrested development spheres and mind mind binding spheres and so forth, we um, don't really know what we're doing in life. We think that whatever adult is telling us that's older us that they just trying to they're trying to hate on us and they don't know what they're talking about. But really, it's the wisdom and stuff they're trying to impart in us for that we don't go down the same path that they went down in life. And, and later on in life, you realize that when you get when you get much older than you were because you know you're 18 19 20s in your 20s and you're living it up and you think that you're you're proper x-men and nothing can harm you can dodge bullets and crash a car into a wall and nothing will happen to you i used to thought i was immortal for real serious like get on that alcohol and be like a beast raw and that's what the alcohol did to me and made me feel like somebody else so uh, I want to start by it all. It said young and clueless. And you might hear some um, background. Which, Angela, you need to start recording when you hear all these background noises and so forth. Yeah, because I, I feel like going into the studio right now and paying a fee to record when I have my own studio at home. But I'm not on the porch because I like it better. But anyways, young and clueless, my life. So I want to start about relationship. You know, uh, what made me want to talk about this because I was just watching a... Um, a video on Facebook and the um the young lady was mad about the other lady said that she took her quote unquote boyfriend and so she went to the lady house she spray painted both of her cars she trashed her outside house bust both of her windows and um so forth and you know and I saw a lot of people cheering saying that's what the lady did she should have messed with nobody's boyfriend first of all no one is our property I had to grow up and learn that no one is our property second off you know, you can't stop a person from cheating just because you did all that. You know, also back in the days, what I used to do, I never touched anyone's car. I really did. I don't know why. That wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, my cup of tea, if I catch you, we going to fight. <laughs> if we fight, then we're going to break up. You know what I'm saying? And so I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't believe in the ride or die part because you know long story short i was in the car with my child children's father and we was going and he went to jail for this case and whatever so anyway one of the clientele saw my children's father up and i was pregnant with my first daughter 
and uh, by me being the streets and he used to be the streets too I noticed I the discernment kicked in not, not knowing it was a discernment at the time so I noticed that people was reading magazine it's like 11 o'clock at night why are you reason, reading a sailboat magazine and somebody just looking in one freezer for something and I noticed that and, and, and what gave me what gave it off was the cashier with his eyes looking like was warning me over there and so I told him I said man do sought you up. You like, what you know, you tripping, you tripping. I like he sought you up. He said, okay, okay, okay. No, and that's when all of a sudden you see the sheriff coming. So we get in the car. I'm in the passenger seat. He's driving. He's speeding. He said, Angela, you don't have to jump out the car. He said they're gonna get you, but they really ain't gonna do nothing with you. So at the time, I'm freaking five months pregnant. And and it clicks on me. I like, no, whatever you have that's illegal, you need to throw it out right now, right? He was like, nah, you jump out the car and whatever. And I persistently turned around and told him, if I jump out this car and they catch me, I'm going to tell them where your mama live at. I'm going to tell them where you hang out at. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> tell them who your supplier at. I'm freaking five months pregnant. You rather me jump out the car rather than you throwing the stuff away. So guys, listen to me. At the time, I was not perfect. I was misguided and everything. So if you guys are listening to this podcast and you've been tuning in, I appreciate you guys. This is just a part of our story. So make a long story short, God was even with me back then. So guess what happened? I kid you not, out of nowhere, a cloud of fog came from nowhere. I'm not kidding. Anyway, the fog came from anywhere. They had helicopters on us and everything. So we went home, backed up the car, and then got in the house. And, you know, I thank God because he, he blessed us. But anyway, make a little social the next day. He, you know, he, he ended up getting caught. My child's father, God rest his soul. Uh, Wayne Stryker, he was an amazing, amazing, amazing person in law. But I say this to say that. At that moment, he realized I was not his ride or die chick. So he had to go find another ride or die chick. But anyway, make a little social shirt. When I say young and clueless, um, throughout our relationship, it was not perfect. You know, um, he cheated on me. Um, I wanted to hang in the streets. I just, I wanted him there for security and, you know, someone to protect me because of the stuff I went through in life. You know, I knew nothing about love because I was young and I was young and clueless. And so at the time when he would mess with these chicks, I would fight them. And, and even back then not being saved, God would talk to me like you wrong. You're going to have to go apologize to me. Hey guys, I kid you now. Got my hand up. And so one day, uh, I think this was a turning point in my life when I decided that relationship, I, besides the high school relationship I was talking about uh, prior to my podcast, and this relationship made me say this also. So I would go to his house, his dad's house. He was staying with his mom at the time, and I was looking for him. And this after the baby was born. I had, you know, got out of um, Julie Detention Center because they locked me up, and it was, you know, a lot of stuff I was doing wrong. And so I go to his house. I'm on a bus. I still remember my houses today. And I go to his house and his dad, his stepdad, like, oh, you looking for Wayne? I'm like, yeah. He said he's upstairs. He got a surprise for you. I'm like, for real? Wow. Surprise. I go upstairs. When I go up there, he's, uh, the door locked. I'm like, why the door locked? He never locked his door before. And I so happened to push the door, but the dresser is in front of the door. And he had my friend who I used to talk to in the bed with him. Oh my God, that was the most hurting thing a person can, one of the most hurting thing a person can ever experience at a young age. And I was only like 21, 20, I was 20 at the time. And so I went in rage. I went downstairs, grabbed the butcher knife and, you know, uh, I blacked out and only to wake up for his mom holding my hand. I was crying. I was hurting, grabbed the broom, start hitting all, both of them and, and so forth. So make a long story short, I went and got a couple of friends and met up with the girl later on down a couple of days ago. Um, and I beat her. I fought, I fought her. 
and when and when I turned around an hour later, conviction came upon me. And uh and God told me to go apologize. So I said, huh? What? Not knowing it was God at the time. So I guess what I did? I went all the way back down, killed the pride at that time because I was very prideful and I apologized to her. And at that point I made it to my life that I would not let another guy cheat on me again. I would break up, then I would not allow another guy in my heart. But I, I today I broke the contract, what I said, because I didn't realize the words I was saying. And me saying this by saying this, you fighting that other person, it's not going to make that person love you more. It's not going to make that person come back to you. They're going to want to do it more. It, ultimatums is not going to help you either. You understand where I'm coming from? If a person want to be with you, they will be with you. There's no excuse in life for what a person can cannot do. And, and, and re- all reality is... If that person is not going to the altar with you and you can go yell at my apostle for it. And I had to figure it out myself. Unless you are engaged or going down the house, that person is still single. And that's why I had to figure out. But do I regret a lot of things in my relationship? Yes, I regret a lot of things that I went through in life. In life, I would I regret some of the stuff. I regret that not having a positive people around me. Adult, a positive adult mentor around me to tell me what is wrong and what is right you know I didn't always I didn't I wasn't guided by adults I was mostly guided by my emotions and feelings and and other youth that made no sense out of the world because they was angry at the world so the streets was the one that was leading them you know I thought I was going to be in the streets for the rest of my life I thought I was going to you know sell drugs for the rest of my life and until I got that wake up call where they called me and put handcuffs on me and I had to go to jail i'm laughing because when i was in jail for those 10 five days i think my friend bought me out i said this is no place for no one ever want to be at like never it when i was scared but i knew a human being shouldn't be locked up like that like a caged animal because basically we're just like the animals in the zoo locked up like that but anyway not listening I, you know listening in life you know we think we know everything because we are the age that like i said we think we're immortal we think we are wisdom and understanding knowledge only to come back to what our grandmothers or our mothers was telling us you know maybe they haven't had the best upbringing but life have taught them you know life have taught them valuable lessons and what they went through in life so they're just trying to tell us what not to do or what we shouldn't do and we take it as it with a grain of salt. You know, at the end of the day, I think when, when uh, before I started mentoring, I never thought I would mentor to youth in my life because of the issues of life that I went through. Um, did I listen? No, I wanted someone to talk to. I wanted someone to spill my guts out to. I wanted to someone to come and say it was going to be all right. But no one ever came. I, let me rephrase that. No one, no human person ever came besides God it was a few people that did spoken to my life and my grandmother Christina that did pray and intercede on my behalf and who knows whoever else was it was you know that was behind the um limb light but you know at the end of the day um not listening I don't think I was a I don't think I was a disobedient child not to my mom or anyone I think I was more strong and hard-headed because I felt like that I had to protect myself I had to I had to hide myself. I had to fight for myself because of all the things and issues of life that I went through in life. In life, I'm prideful. I was very prideful. And up to right now, God had to humble me in a lot of areas in my life. As of the mothers, like I was saying, the issues of life that I went through, asking for help and doors closing on me. And I'm feeling like I, I, I'm trapped. There's no ways to go. But I had to encourage myself 
you know, you ask for help. Don't stop asking for help. You understand where I'm coming from? Because I was going to put myself into a dark situation where I didn't want to be around no one. You know, I was going to say my last three kids, two kids. Okay. Y'all go to my daughters or go to my son house. I need to be alone to the point that who knows if I would have been trapped in darkness. I, I don't know what would have happened to me, but at the end of the day, prideful is the worst thing you can ever be. I'm talking to ages, teenager up to now. And, and it's sad because when you get older, when I say older, I'm going to say 50s and 60s, most of them, if they're stuck in their ways, most of the time they won't change. And they're not going to change. And it's sad because guess what? No one wants to live with a pitiful, angry, resentment person, whether you're a male or female. You know, pride, beca- pride comes before the fall. So it's, cool, it's amazing to have a humbleness when God humbles you in life and so forth. Because, you guys, listen to me. I thought I was X-Men. So I was one of those superheroes. Like, you can't, God, it was me. It was me who gave me life. I'm just talking about saying, like, Ashley. That's what I really was thinking. It was me who gave me life. It was me who protected me. It was me that covered me. It wasn't me at all this time. It was always God. It has always been God. Always been God. Uh, overcome. So many times in life, life will teach you a lesson if you're not underneath the ground before life teaches you. And I, and again, I tell you, take it at, with a grain of salt. When you have certain people in your life that loves you, that, that not only caters to you, but that, that speaks into the very existence of your wounds that were open or bleeding and cause it to heal because God has allowed them to be grateful of those people. And also be grateful of their time because when their time is up, not saying they're leaving as early, when their time is up with you, their assignment, they have to go on to the next one. So do not be bitter in life. Definitely get under the right leadership that that can speak life into you, that has the right um, healing team, the right um, deliverance team, and the people that won't tell your business, but it it would be between them and God. You know, so many times we have people that do leak other people's information and it calls other people to deter from their healing and their deliverance that they're supposed to get because you open your mouth. You allow this soul to get away to still be tormented because you was you was in charge and you was put over that very existence of that gate or that door, but you open that door and let Christ and let the enemy in. But anyway, make a long story short. Yeah, definitely how to over definitely definitely what how i choose to do with my life i usually pick up a pen and notebook and write things down that has been one of my positive outlets what another positive outlet has been me listening to music another positive outlet is me just sitting on the porch reminiscing or thinking what i you know what can i do better next time you know through the trials and up um, trials and tribulation that i have been through as as of four years old i thank god that those guys didn't kill me or take me out because in most cases, when a child is molested or um, abused or raped whatsoever, not all the time, that person, that child end up being killed because that person didn't want their story to get out. But I am definitely grateful that I'm an advocate against uh, domestic violence, against uh, mental illness, against uh, uh, child. Um, I'm an advocate against child molestation. And I thank God for entrusting me in those roles, in those leaderships to bring lies, to, to change, bring change to life, to speak life into other people that have been hurt. Listen to young ladies and young guys right now. If you're on your way to college and you got somebody that's trying to keep you behind, keep going because you never know where you could be at if you, if you keep going. 
if you're going somewhere and you're an amazing athlete, and you don't have to be an athlete because this is, I know this is not my sports podcast. It could be anything, um, engineer or, or, or air conditioning construction, whatever. Keep going. Keep walking that path. After a while, those people are meant to be with you will be with you. And the ones that are not meant to be with you, they will fall off. And to anyone that wants to start a business, okay, let me put it like this. To anyone, because definitely we need more help. We need more mentors. We don't need any hidden agendas no more. We don't need any um, anyone that's trying to groom anyone anymore. We need true anointing real leaders right now. If you are in this, if you are alive right now and breathing, we definitely need more um, camps for these youth to learn um, learn a lot of things, especially our young guys. We definitely need a lot of um, mentor for them also. It's sad that, um, you know, majority of my mentees are young guys, which, you know, God probably designed it that way for me to touch them. And it's sad that, you know, the young ladies think that they have to look like um, love and hip hop um, or look like the reality shows, not just love and hip hop, but the reality shows. And that's how life is. Life is more much tougher than that. Life is not that easier than that. You know, you have to work to get to where you are in life. You know, don't take anything and anyone for granted. Don't don't ever do it, because if I know now what I if I know if I would have known now what I knew back then. I probably have about 10 houses and then I probably would have been under the Rico Act. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. It's just a joke. Don't take that. But I'm just joking. But it is well. I'm going to end this uh, podcast <laughs> because I'm out of words to say. I'm out of words. I took 15 minutes to. I think we should talk again. But anyway, guys, continue to strive on, continue to be the best that you can be and continue to walk by faith and not by sight. And anything that you may be going through in life, um, God is not that far away and nothing's impossible for God. He has your best heart and interest. You guys have a blessed day and I approve this message.